When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Elsie. Hi, Jess. What are you giggling about? Well, because I was just imagining you and I as five-year-olds. And like, this is you the intro. <laughs> no, listen. <laughs> what? You and I as five-year-olds. And this is the intro music. And we're like behind the scenes. You know, like we're in the wings of the stage. Yeah. And this is the intro music. You know, that she podcasts like a little jingle. And then yeah. like, it's like time to go in. And I'm looking at you with like deer in the headlights. And you're like, go, go. It's your turn. <laughs> Push. Go on the stage. <laughs> Both of us in like little Polly Flinders dresses. Yes. Did you ever wear those? Do you know what that no. is even? No, I don't. Oh, my no. God. Have you ever seen pictures of little girls? Um, I don't know if you guys had this. I mean, I know you came to El Salvador and you're like eight, right? So like between the ages of like four to eight, my mother would go to these like in-home shows, kind of like a Tupperware show for Polly Flinders dresses. And they were dresses with l- not big puffy skirt like a wedding dress, but like but like almost like a little house on the prairie dress. The bodice was always ruffled with flowers and pearls. Oh, I and see what they are now. Bullshit. Is that's what they are? That's yes. a that's a thing. Yes, I had those. Yes. I totally so had I, those. Us in our Polly Flinders dresses. Oh my God. I had those dresses. Yeah. You did? You did have Polly Flinders. So like if you if you Google Polly Flinders. I just did. Yeah, God help us. Yeah, I totally. My mother could I have would... had her own Polly Flinders dress. It's almost as oh if we God. were her own personal Cabbage Patch dolls. Yes. So that's I... me and you. Yeah. Like you go, no, you go, you <laughs> go, go. Elsa, go, go, turn, go. go. I know. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know why that flashed in my head. <laughs> me either, as we were, you know. So anyway, I just thought it was hilarious. That th- that would be a flashback for our show. You know, yeah, like. Totally. <laughs> Oh, my God. That's a whole other thing. But before, let's get this um, out of the way really quick. Guys, Pod Fusion is coming up. It's already the end of November, early December here, guys, actually. So, uh, ish, kind of, sort of. Um, and you guys need to come make your plans, like, right now. Go to shepodcast.com slash Pod Fusion to find out about our event, which is happening the third week of February. It's going to be off the hook. And you guys get $77 if you buy your ticket now using the coupon code uh, she podcasts one word if you have any questions about it you can email info at she podcast.com to see like you know if you should come or whatever uh just to make sure but it's going to be an event that you do not want to miss you're going to feel like what is it called mofo or fomo what is it called? well it's not mofo it's not mofo it's <laughs> fomo is <laughs> fomo is fear of missing out <laughs> Mofo is a little Sorry. different. Sorry, don't tell me. So Mofo, FOMO. Mofo is another way of saying bad mamma jamma. Oh, I guess okay, it's a nice whatever. way of saying that. Jeez. Sorry. Anyway, FOMO. So if you're afraid of missing out and everybody's doing stuff you're not part of and just get your ticket. Get a road Oh. <laughs> get a road trip. Go on a road trip. That's how we're going to get to to um Florida. 
We're doing yeah. a, a road trip. And, yeah, uh, Confusion. It, I'm so excited. It's going to be so fun. So, yeah. Um, so get your tickets, and we will remind you at the end of the show. But how about we start with some feedback, Jess? You requested to get some feedback about having a vegan Thanksgiving, and we got it. We, we certainly got it. got it. Well, first of all, I just want to say for the record that she's not vegan. Okay. Because she can't stay away from cheese to save her life. I knew it was going to happen. All right. But I did find out why the veganism. A, cows are very smart. B, pigs are very smart. C, she doesn't like the way chickens are treated. Okay, so it's more and, like a... And D, she's always hated fish. So okay. she doesn't have to be a vegan, but she's going to be probably like vegetarian, I guess, All right. by whatever choice. Um, but yeah, we got a lot of feedback about... Ve- well, about lots of stuff. Vegan Thanksgiving, so we can start with Rebecca. Mm-hmm. It was such a fun email that she sent. And some recipes. <laughs> I know. Somewhere, and just in case you guys want to do it, you always want to check it out. Helpful, yeah. but not for me. Okay, oh, so yeah. this is her first vegan Thanksgiving. And she says, I don't even know what the fuck I was going to eat on Thanksgiving <laughs> until about a month ago. But here are the recipes I'm making. <laughs> vegan butternut squash linguine with fried sage, which sounds so delicious. It does sound great. And then... She says she's made it twice in the past couple months. She puts vegan cheese on top, puts it in the oven. Yeah, it sounds really good. And then vegan biscuits. And the boyfriend's not vegan. So he's eating turkey. We're just subbing out Earth Balance for butter, which, by the way, is delicious. I don't know if you ever had Earth Balance. We but have. It, you that's can't, what we use in the house. Yeah, usually. it's delicious. You can't tell it's not butter. Uh, and stuffing a mashed potato recipe. Almond milk works instead of milk for potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey. We are an almond milk house and coconut milk house. We're, we do a lot of milk that's not milk here in this house. And we're yeah. Not vegan. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Almond milk works instead of milk. And then here's another option she considered, which is one-hour vegan pot. If you're eating a pot pie, though, on Thanksgiving, just go out to a restaurant. Pot pie is not – I don't agree I don't with like pot pie pot for Thanksgiving. Pies. I Well, really I like pot pies, pot pies, but it's not appropriate. It's inappropriate like for Thanksgiving, in my opinion. You don't it's my ever? my least favorite food ever. Yeah. It's not something like, the, if you give me a pot, i like, what? Why? Is it the mush? Or is I it just like don't the... understand it. I, don't, I do not get the concept of the bread on the outside. What about outside shepherd's the... pie? Do you I eat that? I don't even know what that is. It's I mean, kind I've of seen like, it in the movies. When have you seen shepherd's pie in the movie? Well, people talk about shepherd's pie and show shepherd's pie. Yeah, but you haven't actually looked at one. What movie is highlighting shepherd's pie? All right, so basically it's like a – it's kind of like some version of a beef stew. And people make it all different ways. Oh, my God. It's some version of a beef stew. And then instead of biscuit on top, it's mashed potato. Okay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I do. I still – that doesn't even – I'm not a mashed potato girl either, so – that's probably why it does not. But anyway, everybody else can do it. We'll have these recipes in our show notes today. Um, and then she yeah. also did not like tofurkey. She says it's effing disgusting. I don't know from this experience. We're not all that crazy. Yeah. And she asked why she decided she was vegan because she was always interested in vegan motivations. Yeah. So it's really just a matter of this is what I like to eat <clears throat> and what I feel like eating, I guess. And yeah, she says it's too many vegetables for a comfort food day. And I agree. A whole day of, I mean, you eat a lot of vegetables anyway because you're vegan, but like Thanksgiving's all about the taters, man. Is Eight it? kinds of taters. I'm not it's a tater taters, girl. corn stuffing, and taters. Yeah, that's, that's not Thanksgiving. Cool. Not not in my stuff. Well, like the only potatoes have? I really love are like French fries. That's about the extent of second. my potatoes. Wait a second. 
First of all, nothing a potato can do will offend me. Nothing. I would eat a potato in any form, even filthy, dirty off the floor. Yeah, I I'll eat it. <laughs> I do not like them. I actually will like Randy loves mashed potatoes, as do the girls. They just started to get into mashed potatoes. And so I will make it for them, but I will not touch Delicious. them. I do not like them. I like them in a box. I like them with a Oh, my fox. God. I was just about to say that. <laughs> I was just about to say that. I would eat them here and there. So, oh I would eat God. them anywhere. anywhere. But actually, I really, my my least no. favorite is probably garlic mashed potatoes. That feels very salty to me. But I mean, I would yeah, eat them pretty much any other way. So mashed potatoes and gravy. So my house uh. is turkey. Turkey. Stuffing in the turkey. Yeah. Mashed potatoes and gravy, sweet potatoes, stuffing. I actually usually skip corn, but I would not be opposed to having it. Green bean casserole. And this year, Scott wants like baked pineapple. Basically, what's funny is that like Scott does not like the Thanksgiving meal. So now I realize when I was like, Scott, what kind of stuff do you want me to make for Thanksgiving? I realized that he actually gave me enough stuff where I'm actually making two dinners because I'm making all the stuff I just said. And then he would like ham, asparagus and baked pineapple. So I realized I'm actually making two dinners. I think what's going to happen is we're going to go out. I'm just having this feeling we're going to go out because I think my sister-in-law is not going to want to come. She's starting to get kind of like, you know, lack of a better word, pissy. She's pissy around this time of year. Mm. And I think she just sent me a text. She's like, I don't know if I can stop the pissy. I may not be able to come. And I was like, all right. So we may just go out or go to my dad's or go to my dad's. What about you? What are you making? What are you doing? I love, I, I like turkey, roasted vegetables, and cranberry sauce. Oh, I forgot about cranberry. <laughs> That's you about make it from the scratch. Uh, I would love to. Yes, I love so doing easy. that. It's so easy. I love to do that. So there was this like recipe that I found on um, Paleo Magazine. Yeah. Um, and it's a, a magazine slow that cooker. Sounds delicious already. Slow cooker turkey breast with roasted roots and cranberry sauce. So it's got basically exactly what I want, which is roasted vegetables and a turkey breast and cranberry sauce. And that is it. That's what I – I mean, that would be my Thanksgiving dinner. Now, with the fam, uh, mashed potatoes would probably have to be added to the mix. And, and the other thing I love is uh, Brussels sprouts, like cooked with bacon and cheese and all that fun stuff. Like I love Everyone else in the family loves that but me. I guess, yeah. So that's what I like. I do not like gravy. I do not like stuffing. I do not like mashed potatoes. Like, I just won't eat that. I just don't like it. All of it is the best food I ever had. Yeah, that's not I do not like. It's all my favorite things. All in one meal. <laughs> um, but she also mentioned, you know, in her email, she was talking about that Doritos actually have some tiny bit of real animal products. Like, she says, whey. I knew that it was something like that comes from milk and is in the nacho and ranch flavors but the purple bag of doritos spicy t- chili maybe is vegan who knew listen um, you can't get away with eating a dorito and not have some kind of sin along with it so an animal product makes sense yeah and then oreos That's the least are vegan. probably of our problems even with a dorito well see this is what i'm a little bit scared about oreos are vegan so what's in the heck what is the stuff in the middle not dairy uh huh. So that's what I'm saying. Like, what is it made of? It's like sugar and lard. No, that because it's vegan. Wait, what is it? I'm a little bit scared it's by that. It's like sugar and, and well, you and knew sugar. it wasn't cream. I mean, come on. I know. It's like, wait, what do they make buttercream frosting out of? It's that shit. Okay, I have no idea what that is, and I do not. I have not uh, eaten Oreos. I'm gonna and go with remember. flour, corn syrup. Ugh. sugar what else could we do to make something creamy but without having it be creamy not margarine because that would be gross in the middle of a cookie 
I do not know. Maybe not. I don't know. I can't believe they're vegan. I had no idea. I know. See that? This is what I'm saying. It's like it's got to be some kind of... Definitely unsettling. And I'm not sure this is a, 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 like the... So the article that I just found, it says, wait till you hear what's in an Oreo filling. Oh, my God. Okay, here we go. Hold on. I just want to skip to what it is. Let's do it. Okay, so it seems this is the cookie filling. One envelope of Knox unflavored gelatin, a quarter of a cup of cold water, <gasps> one cup of Crisco, one Crisco, teaspoon... Crisco, that's the <clears throat> one. That's what I was thinking when I said lard. Okay, one teaspoon of vanilla, one pound plus of one cup of powdered sugar. So that is what's in your filling. Oh my God, that's gross. And yet delicious. Ugh, that makes me blah. But anyway, so now you know. Are you under the impression that vegan food is healthy? Don't be. It's not. A lot of vegan people have terrible cholesterol. I know. Well, that's what she she actually mentioned that. But anyway, uh, she says on a health health note, make sure that she's taking B vitamins. It's literally the only supplement vegans can't get from plants. Either B12 or B6. Maybe both. Google it. So anyway. Thank you, Rebecca, for that. That was awesome. Thanks, Rebecca. And, uh, we and have, if you're yeah. listening now, you've realized that it's the day before Thanksgiving. We already gave you our Thanksgiving episode yes. two days ago. And now we're going to stop talking about Thanksgiving food. Yes, we are. Because it could be a Christmas dinner. You know, it could be like heading to the end That's of the true. year or I mean, there's really like never that. a bad day to eat a big ass turkey. Yeah. You can quote me on that. Just don't have Oreos because that's gross. <laughs> no, that's according today. to me. That's according to me. I'm not a big me. Oreo fan. I'm not an Oreo fan at all. The news you can use for the informed podcaster, podcasting news. Warning for podcasters, before you launch your podcast during the holidays, please know these dates. It's the most wonderful time of the year when podcasters take a break. Your listeners either stop listening or binge listen. You try, try, try to put out an episode as hard as you can, and the holiday end of the year duties get in the way. Holiday duty gets in the way. And then when you're ready to do it, something goes wonky. Did you write this, Elsie? Because it definitely feels like an Elsie article. (laughs) Especially when you get to the ga. G-A-H <laughs> exclamation point. That's Elsie's that is Elsie's exclamation. The gah <laughs> Mine is a Kathy Guys White. I do ack. She does gah. <laughs> okay. So we want to prepare you. This is a Libsyn article, by the way, that we're going to be posting for you in our show notes, shepodcast.com. In case you happen to be scheduling big releases, new podcast launches, or simply keeping up your current podcast schedule, you need support from Apple. The iTunes team takes a holiday, and their support is on a different schedule than normal. So this article will give you the gist. But basically, if you want to launch the first week of December, you got to have it in the 28th of November. Which is today. Oops. The second <laughs> week of December, next week on the 5th. The third, you know, before yeah. Christmas, you got to have it in by the 12th. Before New Year's, you got to have it in by the 12th. Before the week after New Year's, you got to have it in by the 12th. Basically, if you submit after the 12th, you're not you're seeing screwed. that shit till after New Year's. Okay. Exactly. It doesn't matter. Don't fret. I'm not going to have it up January 1st. Listen. You're going to find something to do that you forgot. Consider this a gift from iTunes. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're going to put, you're going to submit your show. You're going to realize it's not up. 
a week later, you're going to go, I don't have a Facebook page for my show. Kaboom! Gift from God. Mm -hmm. Because now you have time to get everything ready so that when you're finally launching, you have all the pieces in place. If you don't know what all the pieces in place are that you want or need, hey, here's an idea. Check out our um, beginners free class, shepodcast.com forward slash 101. I don't know how many beginners. You know, I should do a survey to see how many beginners we have versus the advanced puppies. But like... um, Anyway, if you are new and new to the group, new to, you know, there's lots of good free courses out there. She podcast forward slash 101 um, is free and updated. I know a lot of people will go to the Pat Flynn one, but that one I don't think has been updated in, in a bit. So, yep. So, so basically, so look yeah. at ours for Christ's sake. Look at ours. Um, okay. So now that I've read Elsie's article, I wish I had an article that I wrote that she can read. I know. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> So, but, but wait, tell us a- about a free year of hosting from Libsyn. Yeah, so this whole it's super easy, guys. So for the last, for the la- basically starting, I think you guys missed the first one, but you have four more weeks to do this every Friday on Twitter and Facebook. I've been putting a, a, a post up that is promote the tarot of yourself Friday, and people do that. And all you have to do is basically comment on the post and promote your latest episode. So. Uh, because it's so hard to publish episodes towards the end of the year, like people are slacking, um, you kind of take a break, you don't come back and things like that. We wanted to give you an incentive. So what we've done is every Friday for the same thing, for the promote the target of yourself Friday, all you have to do is comment with your latest episode and it needs to have been released in the past week. So, you know, if, if, if we post the, the the post on Friday for you to comment in, your latest episode needs to have been released in the last week in order for you to qualify. So you need you get an opportunity to participate for five total Fridays all the way till the end of the year. And we will add you to basically a list of people and we will pick three people that promoted themselves and give them a free year. Random drawing. Uh, so super simple. And there's a blog post giving you all the rules and regulations about it. But it's we wanted to make it so that it's kind of like a no-brainer, like why not? Instead of having you have to go through hoops, all you have to do is comment or respond or reply in, on Twitter. How's that, Jess? That is amazing. So exciting. A free year of hosting for Libsyn is Fun. the new podcaster's dream, I think. Yeah, and you don't have to host with Libsyn. So if you have been thinking of moving to Libsyn or you're wanting to you know, start a podcast, oh, well, you can't really do that because you need to promote your... <laughs> You need to promote uh, your episode. So if you happen to already have a post a, a podcast. Wait, so is it meant for people that are already on Libsyn? No, it's meant for people who already have a podcast. Because okay, the so idea Listen of- to me, you SoundCloud hosters and you <laughs> blog talk radio hosters. Take it from your friendly neighborhood agent. Get the hell away from those stats. <laughs> Libsyn has the best stats. They are the standard that I need to look at. Any other I mean, Blueberry actually is pretty good, but like we're not talking about them right now. We're talking about Libsyn. And if you're on SoundCloud and if you're on um, especially Blog Talk, man, I have the hardest time trying to get stats from those two, SoundCloud and Blog Talk. Um, come on over to Libsyn. You can get a free year. You can get a free year. twenty, And we'll give you the $20 a month account, which which gives you the advanced stats and gives you the ability to get a, a, a an app as well if you want it. So um, give it a go. And all you have to do is promote your latest episode. But again, it has to be published the week that that post goes up. 
So if you only publish two episodes during the month of December, you'll have two opportunities to do it. If you happen to publish, you know, a lot more, maybe once a week, then you have five opportunities to participate and we will do a drawing. We will uh, let you guys know who won on December 30th, Friday, December 30th for a free year, 2017 hosting. Yay. Okay. That's it. Ta-da! Okay. Oh. Here we That's go. why we have John. John, yes, never yes, ask do. why you're here again. That's no. why. How female anyway. fans made Star Wars their yes. own. Now, first of um. all, when you posted this, I was like, shit, I have to figure out how to talk about Star Wars because I've recently discovered that I'm a Trekkie um. and not a Star Wars fan. So, like, I've always known about Star Wars. I've seen the Star Wars movies, mostly fallen asleep during them. Never quite understood, like, like I get that it's fun and, like, yeah, I root for Han Solo and what's his name, Obi-Wan and all that shit. But, like, I never really was like, man, Star Wars is so cool. And then, you know, and I've even seen cultural nerd movies where the Star Wars fans are against the Trekkie fans and they have, like, a bit of a war with one another. And I always thought that was like, oh, that's funny. Nerds are fighting. But, like... When they rebooted Star Trek and made Chris Pine Captain Kirk, like all of a sudden, you know, like the world is, and I've always enjoyed the show too. And like the world of it just like intrigues me so much more. And so I decided I don't like Star Wars and I really don't want anything to do with it. I just don't like it. And I will fight someone to the death about which is better, I think, at this point. This article in some ways cemented that for me. Oh my (laughs) gosh. Because I never realized, although this may be why it bored me to freaking tears, there's so few women in it. Mm. And it's like, why am I going to go watch a bunch of dudes fight other dudes about daddy issues? Like, who cares? Uh, the only ha- And it's true, the only heroine in the first couple movies is Leia. And nothing is going to burn into a little girl's brain more than Leia in a gold bikini chained up to a giant turd that talks (laughs) where's the appeal there not sure don't know oh man i know let's strap our heroine to a turd emoji with frog eyes he looks like the guy from weird science he's kind of gross and i saw weird science first i think although i'm not no that can't be right because Star Wars is much older than Weird Science. That's an 80s movie and Star Wars was 75. But like, he's like a poo with a leash and it's terrible. And so, yeah, it just hasn't been that fun. And then even when they rebooted it and Natalie Portman was in it, like with her weird ass makeup and hair, that's unattainable. (laughs) I'm never going to have hair like that. So I just was like, whatever. This is just boring. So anyway, so this article. So now I guess if you want to explain the article, basically it's about how women are taking Star Wars and making it their own. They're finding the tiniest, smallest, seemingly insignificant characters and taking it off screen and online and giving them life and storyline that they don't have from Lucasfilms. Yes. And then how it relates to podcasting is, I guess, then they podcast about it. Well, because there's a lot, a lot of the women who are named here are actually all, most of these, I would say 90% of the women that are mentioned in this article are podcasters. And I think the reason that I wanted to share this is because as an article about something, it was incredibly well-researched, very, very, very in-depth talked about specifics, gave examples, and really made you interested, especially if you are a a Star Wars fan, to dive into these 
women that are creating this type of uh, conversation in the space. So the reason that I'm sharing this is because this is a type of articles that I feel will really, really help podcasting versus, hey, get more listeners by starting a podcast. It's a new way to market your podcast. It's the, you know, getting very specific niches or people who are covering the space and highlighting podcasters are as key innovators and key instigators within an industry is exactly where we need to be. And so I'm incredibly proud of this article and the women that are mentioned in it because they've done a lot of amazing stuff inside of the podcasting space for the Star Wars franchise and have had an impact. They're having an impact because their voices are being heard. So regardless of what you think about Star Wars, this is the type of stuff that can happen for any industry via the passion of podcasters. And what's even better is that all of these are women and they're being, um, you know, highlighted in this way. And this is a, it's a phenomenal article on the New York Times, which is why I, you know, I've been, we've been talking about it so much because they're, this is huge for uh, female podcasters. So that's yeah. why I'm sharing it. So wait, are you a Star Wars fan? Yes, I love Star Wars. But I also love Star Trek. But I, I don't ha- I'm not a this or that. I'm a both. <laughs> well cool have you actively watched either one for any length of time like have you ever played with star wars characters or watched a series of star trek that you couldn't like stop watching or are you just no. kind of pass you're passive about both yeah okay i would like you to i would like to invite you mm-hmm. um if you have not seen any version of star trek that you particularly enjoy to start with star trek voyager because I think your girls and you would both like, they have hilariously ridiculous characters. Um, they're extremely funny. And the um, pilot or the captain is Janeway, the woman. Oh, cool. Red right. from Orange is the New Black. And she's amazing. She is, I think, and I think Kirk was a nut. So, like, in my opinion, she's the best captain. People would probably say Picard. But, um, and I've never watched that one. In fact, I've really only watched Voyager, to be honest with you, because I can't stand the other. I like Scott Bakula, but I think I like him from Quantum Leap. And I was too young to really like bask in the Shatner glory. And plus, he's so campy. And now that I see it as an adult, I know he's both wearing a girdle and a toupee and it distracts me. I will put that for the girls. Like right now they're, you know, either in a kind of a Harry Potter stage. Uh, that's about. That's why I like think they would even like, listen, Harry Potter and Janeway, not so different because Star Trek is about exploring and making friends with different communities and cultures. Well, okay. That has nothing to do with Harry Potter, but I mean, it's kind of magical and futuristic and yeah. just trust me. It's cool. And then, and, and, but, but we also, they also decide to, they watch Star Wars a lot too. We have like all the movies. So well, Voyager, they do I think it. they're even stuck. It's like a five year, really long mission. And mostly, I mean, they don't do a lot of fighting. It's not very male the way it is on the first Star Trek. Like it's, right. there are lots of, crazy interesting character i'm just i'm telling you it's one of the few that has kept my interest and i have no attention span all right okay so that just give it a shot i'll give it a shot shot. i'm glad they like star wars do they in any way feel a kinship or heroinism with leia or they're not um anybody you know they're not at this point i don't think they probably just like the ewoks (laughs) yeah they they haven't embodied any 
Anybody. Anybody. Like at all. You know, I don't think mm, they've ever wanted. They, have, they still haven't played. Like the game, types of games that they play are all in their own imagination when they go outside mm. and do stuff. Like they went on an adventure today, but they, didn't, they weren't pretending they were a character, you know, or mm. something. They just play. Uh, My kids used to walk in the woods next to our house and Nathan dubbed the little creek that we lived down the street from the um, forest of justice. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And he would take a sword and he and Emily would go fight the creatures in the forest of justice. I don't know where he got that shit, but oh he's very God, creative. Oh my God, that's so cute. But yeah, I know. Yeah, my, yeah. so they're they at the, that? that age right now. Yeah, they're, they've gone on adventures. They have a little stick, you know, like the stick with your, when you wrap the bag, yes. the stick. That's what their latest thing is. They like have this towel. They put stuff in it. They have this stick, and then they walk around the yard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just so cute. The next thing I want to address: an article that you posted about bookstores that are being praised for banning Wi-Fi laptops yeah. and phones. Oh my God, A bookstore yeah. in Wyoming bringing customers back to the dark age. Um, no Wi-Fi, take a break, live like it's 1993, emails can wait. And they're getting like, F you! (laughs) That's what I think. I think, how dare you tell me how to live? How dare you tell me what to do? If I want to come to a bookstore and and put my laptop there, it's because my toddler's not there. And what are you going to do? You don't want me, you want me to read a book? I'm going to read it on my Kindle. I don't need your tree-killing paper, you hipster bastard. That's what I think. Okay, I agree with the hipster bastard. I'm a little torn. (laughs) Good, at least I got through. Yeah, you got that right. I'm a little torn about about it because if – I don't think every bookstore should be like that. You know, I think that it's going to be one of those things where, uh, like, let's pretend. Like, a Barnes & Noble is different than the local – bookstores vibe you know whatever that might be because if you want to create that you could totally do that. gosh darn it where is it that we just went through and it said no cell phones and i was like what um of course we had it we had our cell oh the library it was a library it said no cell phones at the library like in the front it just said that and i was like what do you mean no cell phones i don't tell me to live like it's 1993 just turn it into silent just turn it into silent I just feel like, you know, if you're my daughter or my son, maybe you would find novelty and experiencing a bookstore like it's 1993. But I was there in 1993. I was 18 exactly in 1993. And you know what happened to me that year? On Veterans Day, I was supposed to meet my parents in Washington, D.C. with my Japanese foreign exchange student. And my sister and I got lost in Washington, D.C. and just drove around in circles for four hours and then went home to Frederick because we had no cell phone, no way of calling them, no way of knowing where they were. And we were 100 percent surrounded by motorcycle gangs. It was one of the scariest days of my life. I don't want to go back to a time when there's no Wi-Fi or no cell phones or, you know, if I want to revisit that, I will watch Mr. Mom. I will watch who's Harry Crumb. I'll watch Caddyshack. I'll watch Planes, Trains, and Automobile. Like, there's plenty of cultural windows that I can look in and remember what my life was like as a teenager. Thanks, but no thanks. I'll go right back to doing work obsessively every five minutes. Thank you very Where much. I go? Peace out. Well, okay. So there's that. And then there's if no, you want to. You know what? I just don't like to be told how to live. That's all. 
Yeah, but then at the same time, it's your business, though. You know, it's like if you start to think about, like, what if you wanted something specific about and in the way that you conduct business? And these are the things that I would like you to do when you come to my store. Like if you if if you agree with this, this is where you come. It's sort of so, like if you have a wait, think about it. If like you go and you have a restaurant mm-hmm. and your restaurant is a vegan restaurant and you, you know, or for whatever reason it's like, you know, it's some kind of socioeconomic choice and you just don't have that. And then somebody comes in and is like, Where's my where's the no, no, Why don't no. you have a burger? No, no, no. You know what you're getting when you go to a vegan restaurant. It's a novelty. You're going there for the vegan food. I'm not going to a bookstore necessarily for your stupid ass books. But I could I'm totally going put it's it quiet. down. Like, no Wi-Fi bookstore. Maybe if I named it that, like name it that, mellow. then I would know not to go in. Exactly. That I think but, that that's but, the key. But there's two. Okay, so there's two examples here of this same scenario, and you tell me which is offensive and which is not, and which okay. has the right way. Okay. Yeah. One time I went to my friend's house. I was spending the night there. We were in Syracuse. We were going to like a. I think I, I don't remember if I told you the story or not. We were going to Darien Lake, and we were seeing the Spin Doctors, which should tell you that it probably was around 1993. Her mother, I knew, was very obsessive compulsive. She greeted me at the door with socks, her own pair of socks, because mine wouldn't do. And she wanted me to wear the socks in the house because she was so obsessive that, like, she cleaned the house every day top to bottom. And everything in there was pristine from, like, 1971. Like, full shag carpeting, um, you know, wallpaper was immaculate. It was like walking – it was like stepping into a a time I didn't even – wasn't even born in. And, you know, you comply because it's not your house and you're a guest. I was happy to do it and also fascinated by this phenomenon. But – um. You know, I put on the socks and I went about my bed. I wasn't insulted by the fact that my bare feet were not clean enough, nor were my own pair of socks. And she was probably right because I was in college and who washes their clothes. So, you know, some people, my friend told me that some people would get offended when their mom would hand them socks because like they felt like they were being told they were dirty and whatever and, and they were being told how to live. But like I was cool with it. And then later, okay, so that's one scenario where someone's telling you they're giving you the rules because it's their house. And my mom, for example, would say to my friends, no, we don't run around naked in the backyard. This is my house. These are our rules. At your house, you can run around naked however you want, you know, but my friends weren't allowed to do that at my house. So then there's another scenario where when I very first met Scott, there's a Chinese food restaurant. They had the best food. However, when you walked in, you were A, not allowed to have your cell phone out. B, you were not allowed to have any children in the restaurant under five. You had children under five. They were not welcome in this restaurant. And it had a little card on every table saying so. Children under five are not welcome in this restaurant. Also, if you wanted a lemon, it was an extra 50 cents for your water. If you wanted crunchy noodles with your soup, it was an extra 50 cents. If you needed X, Y, and Z, it was an extra. Everything was an extra 50 cents. And and they were very fussy about the way that you order. It's kind of like the soup Nazi. Right. Right? Like... And when I ate there, I felt very imposed upon because I wanted their food, but I kind of didn't want to be told how to devour it. I should be able to eat it at my leisure without them telling me whether or not I could be on the phone, without them telling me whether or not I could have my kid there. Like, I just felt like they were being very bossy and controlling. And this is kind of how I feel about this bookstore. I think that it's how also dare the way you that it's- say I'm mansplaining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean- if you see it at the beginning, and you're right, I think that something the, the thing that's like the most annoying, it's I off-putting. guess, about it is that it. Yeah, it's the sign. The sign is a little off-putting. I think that if it was again, oh, but this actually leads us into sort of like what we have. There's an article that we have here that's 
um, actually, right after this, it says why you must do a podcast. Yeah, I switched the order because I thought it was relevant. Yeah, no. So, <laughs> no, no, no. But it's really interesting because I'm not. Did we discuss the other one, the other article that was put out about the guy who wrote how you're not just please, for the love of all things holy, do not start a podcast? Post? Yes, we did. Okay. Yeah. So, anyway, and he's talking about it in this article. Exactly. And we talked about, you know, it was just a little bit too salty and it, just the way that he mentioned the whole thing. Well, I and think it's a we little thought he was right. Well, no, I did not. I just thought I don't it was recall salty. that. Well, Wait, I, I think he's very salty. I'm, I may not have discussed it on this show. But anyway, whatever his name is, I'm not. Oh, you know what? Ryan Holiday. Not, yeah. I'm not a fan of his. I think he is a jerk. A, yeah. So, or, or he comes off like that. And I just didn't. I thought we liked this article. No, Wait, hold on. Hold I on. did not. I personally I did not. I said he was right, though. No. He shouldn't do it if. I just on. don't like his attitude. The discussion that was on the Facebook group about that article, the Ryan Holiday one, was for the most part negative. And it had to do with the fact that he is, in a way, being very white male and mansplaining, in a way, like his attitude. About the podcast okay. and, and then the way that the title, it's just off, it's just off putting. But the thing what I want to mention about this one, this is by James Altucher and he him. has a complete, I mean, he basically said exactly what Ryan Holiday said in a completely positive way that makes you consider podcasting and makes you have the choice of having a podcast or not. He clearly puts it out instead of sort of like the the sign in your bookstore where it's like inc- incredibly off-putting just by reading that and you're just like you just get all of a sudden you have this reaction to it whether or not maybe it's a good choice, right? Cuz you don't get to that maybe it's a good choice because you're so upset by the sign and that's how I was with the Ryan Holiday thing. He has some things that like were like, "Okay, that seems smart." Well, but it's the, just the way he wrote it. I can't get over it. I just think he's full of himself. But maybe I'm I mean, wrong. So let's think about this for a second. Okay, so Ryan Holiday wrote it in a way that was off-putting for you. James Altucher and the and the beauty of him. And if you guys aren't reading or listening to James Altucher, do your your brain a favor and do it. The beauty of him in general is that he uses his own humility as a teaching tool. Everything is about how James improves James. And all it is is the thought process that he uses to be his best self in the hopes that it will teach you to do that for yourself. So in that spirit... How could we rephrase no Wi-Fi at the bookstore live like it's 1993? I mean, take a break is sort of like, I don't know. I just feel like it's like, let me get my twirly mustache and my, you know, you know, dictaphone. I just feel like they're being too hipstery. But what if we could phrase it in a different way? So let's see. How would we should have a bracelet that says, what would James Altucher say? So like. It's, Maybe I think he for would me, say, it's, um, it's an it's a different way to connect with yourself. Like I know that that's a little like like for me it would be like I space. just got it. What? what if the what if the sign said, "There's something beautiful about turning a page with your hand, feeling the weight of a book." Yeah, that's true. With your fingers, totally. letting your mind wander. Because of that, we respectfully request that your electronics be left off so that you can enjoy the beauty of a book like explain the positive instead of being exactly. bossy and maybe that's the difference between ryan and james for you totally that's what i was talking about and yeah. also the fact that you inspire people to like come and journal here come and sit down and write 
Have a convo. Have a conversation. Drink some coffee. You know, like like something quiet and something that is going to help your creativity. You know, that that, to me, I'm like, oh, that would be so fun. How great would it be for me to say like, hey, Jess, I'm going to go. I'm going to turn off a little bit. I'm going to the bookstore. Yeah. And there actually (laughs) is. Yeah. There are parts of that article where he even says like, here's what has to happen in order to it says how to put on a production. Number one, 17 emails back and forth from the guests. Number two, a studio is scheduled. Why? Why not Skype? Because in person is better. That's all. Like you don't. There's no reasoning. There's no Skype is fine. In person is better than not in person, period. That's mm. his reasoning. And he's right. probably right. Right. Some of us don't have the you know luxury yeah, of Yeah, and he in New didn't York. either. And he mentions that. You know, he says, I started this way. I was able then to take it from this place to this place. So it doesn't he didn't get there by just all of a sudden randomly having us, you know, our recording face to face. He didn't start like that. He started just like we all start. So he does say that. But And it's a great, I mean, it's a really, really good article. You guys should definitely check it out. You'll find it in the show notes. Um, But but again, uh, it's because the Ryan Holiday one was very off-putting to me. And and it it, it felt condescending. Um, And even though there's been times when I've wanted to write an an article with a title that was like that. Because I definitely get frustrated sometimes when people want to start a podcast because somebody told them they need to or because they they're feeling that they're going to miss out if they don't have one but they don't understand what it takes to podcast they don't understand like what we talk about which is like you must you must want a podcast like you really need to want to mm-hmm. because it's it it's is true. challenging i mean it's it's so hard why would you want to subject yourself to all this stuff? And you can hear it when I listen to podcasts from people who are really not into it or they do batch producing and things like that. I am bored out of myself. And I, I can't stand that. I listen to podcasts because of the connection that I have with the people. And, and you can tell via somebody's voice when they're phoning it in or when they're totally passionate about something. You can tell. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I just feel like that that was... a. Uh, but you guys can let us know, guys, if you guys think that maybe it's the message and how you put it out there that really makes a difference with this no wife. I'll put a link yeah. in the show notes so you guys can definitely check out the sign for the no Wi-Fi bookstore. So you guys click through, look at the sign and say, you know, do you like it or is this like, eh, it's a little bit too much, too boss. It's too bossy before you even enter. Mm-hmm. I'd get stressed out, dude. If I saw that, I'd be like, <gasps> <laughs> I don't yeah. belong there. <laughs> yeah, me too. So, but the way you put too. it in terms of like going in and then reading a book and flipping through pages, looking through magazines, writing on your journal, having a quiet conversation, that is nice. Totally. So. Yeah. Interesting, interesting, interesting convo, I think. Yeah, baby. <clears throat> okay, next. What's so on I the- have a love for this, Jess. So this lady, Carolyn Crampton, uh, started a a podcast column for news state the new statement uh, dot com mm-hmm. website, mm-hmm. and she started it at the end of October. Her uh, column is released every Thursday, and she is diving into the conversation of podcasting as culture. So she's not talking about the type of articles that you find on Forbes or Fortune or you know all the entrepreneur and all of those other podcasts over there that are basically those those sort of cookie cutter podcasts that are aimed at uh, 
primarily like the entrepreneur type of people who want to understand the ROI or want to invest in the space. She's kind of going at this from the perspective of a podcast listener and the impact podcasts um, can and will be having on culture. And what I love about her is that she's not focusing only on procasters, but she really is a podcast listener. Like she listens to podcasts and she doesn't only yeah. just listen to radio type podcasts. I've I've read her mag her um column every time, every time that she's released it every Thursday, and every column is awesome. I love I mean I'm like great. That was a great article. Like I have no complaints about it. I think it's awesome. She brings about uh topics that are incredibly unique, that are not being covered. And again, she does it from the perspective of a listener. And she is no longer, she is not only introducing people to podcasting by talking about it, but also opening people's eyes to the indie podcasters or people who are breaking molds within the way, uh, the, per the perception of what podcasts are and how they have an impact in culture. So you guys definitely check it out. I am going to be linking to the original post that she put up here. I'm not sure how to get them every Thursday. Like that's one of those things. I guess you could sign up for the email, but I don't know if that's like going to give you all of the... yeah. You know, I'm not sure about that. But she definitely has some fantastic articles. You guys definitely like. Um, and she does a lot of writing for uh, The New Statesman. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit much here for, but at the same. So here's here's some of the titles that she's done. Let me see. She wrote one that was called How to Use Podcasts as U.S. Election Therapy. <laughs> then then she did another one that was how long should a podcast be mm -hmm. that really i mean and, it, and it's and again it's covering it from a, a totally refreshing point of view so you will not be it's just gonna make your brain go yay <laughs> that was yeah. very eloquent <laughs> <laughs> yeah so anyway she's doing interesting like interesting interesting yeah yeah i love it well, at I least somebody's it. writing about it i think that's cool from a good point i just i'm just impressed yeah. with her writing skills and her ability and her, she's doing homework she's yeah. listening to podcasts she's following up she's 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 having conversations with podcasters she's interviewing them she's writing deeper about them and she's verifying her own facts and she has a personal opinion that is not just regurgitating what she's heard Right. And that's what I love because most people that are writing about the medium right now are quoting data. They're quoting somebody else's thoughts, but they are, they don't have enough of an, ed, uh, of an understanding of the space themselves to have a personal opinion about it so that they can articulate what they think. They're simply just being like, okay, what, Jess, I'm going to, I need a quote from you about the podcasting advertising industry, right? And then you give it and then they go, Jessica Kufferman said, and then that's it. Yep. And then they kind of reiterate what you said. So anyway, that's what I love because there. Then she, you know, has her own opinion, and then she actually, you know, editorializes it and ha and talks about it here in this way. And so anyway, yeah, that is all. As you can tell, I love her column. So please go read it. I can't tell at all. You seem so. I know. I'm so not stoic into it. about it. <laughs> like with everything, dude. One All thing right. you can say about Elsie, she has opinions and they're strong. 
<laughs> like most Aquariuses, she is true to her sign. Um, uh, Reese Witherspoon? Yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. What? I don't care about this. It's interesting. You don't want to skip it? I'm going to skip um, it. Now nah, what the hell? All right. Reese is going to produce female-driven TV shows, movies, and podcasts for AT&T. Um, she's teamed up with Otter Media, uh, a venture between AT&T and the Churnin Group to produce female-driven content that spans anywhere from digital shorts and podcasts to TV and motion pictures. And actually, she has already been developing women-driven media. So that's a good thing, I think. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing. I don't know that I relate to Reese specifically, but I do think she's a good actress. I think she's fun in everything she's in. I've always liked her. I mean, I've yet to see a movie with her that I didn't think was her character was fun or funny. Like I like her with like she was in a buddy, a cop buddy comedy with uh, I want to say Gloria Stefan, but that's not true. It's oh the woman God. that plays Gloria on Modern Family. And yeah, her name I know. Is Sophia that's not Vergara. Stephan, dude. Oh, my God. Sophia Gloria Vergara. Stephan would not <laughs> Sophia Vergara. And they were both hilarious. I thought that yeah. movie was hilarious. Um, she was hilarious and Legally Blonde. I've watched that a billion. All right. So I guess she's all right. I don't know. No, she's just, good. I mean, I think that what, what this is more about is not good. necessarily as her. Like, it's she's no, not it's the not. draw. It's the, no. the fact that she's focusing on creating content that is female driven. That the you know, stars of the podcast, the radio, the TV are female driven. You know, this is great. You know, I just kind of wish. You know, my hero more than Reese Witherspoon is um, the founder of Hoo Ha Ha. Yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot. Why her can't name I too, remember her we, name? We've right decided. Now. We've you know. Damn we, it. Yeah. Oh well, but I get it. But yeah, so I mean, but maybe that's just because I'm drawn to comedies. I guess I don't know. Tips. Tips. All right. Elsie's tool tips. <laughs> so I put <laughs> I put in a call to action over on the Lipson page, and I've gotten a couple of responses on this, guys. But there is a new app that has just come out, and I think part of it is that we need to engage with some of these apps to see if they actually work to do and solve the problem that they seem to be created to solve. So Radio Public is a new app that's been put out. I'm not exactly sure... Uh, Let me just quote exactly from who's creating this. But basically, the app was created to tackle podcasting's lingering challenges, which are based around uh, searchability and finding things, right? So it is a... Uh, I believe Radio Public here says is a for-profit company helmed by familiar names. Former PRX CEO Jake Shapiro is now Radio Public CEO. It's spun out of the nonprofit PRX, which is responsible for podcast network Radiotopia, also for an assorted of, oh, assortment of podcast-related tech. All. I know, dude. God. But see, this one is supposed to be an app that is going to create ways for you to like, you know, if you like this, you will like this. And here's a podcast that you can listen to. And then it'll give you suggestions as to how to find or things that are kind of sort of like with the Netflix type of, uh, you know, algorithm ish type thing. They'll have playlists based upon a specific subject that you would want to find and whatnot. So I don't know. It's. It, the ideas for these things, you know, and the press releases and the coverage that this is getting right now in the space is always uh, uh, big. And then we as podcasters go like, oh, my God, or people that are outside even the podcasting industry and maybe the radio folk are like, oh, my God, did you see this? This is the latest thing. This is awesome. The reality is that people won't use this. 
is what I think. And so instead of just complaining, instead of complaining, I actually put a shout out over on the Libsyn page and I said, hey guys, can you do me a favor, download this app and use it and give us your thoughts. Is it going to work? So there have been a couple of things that have come up and, and then the, and which allows for the same problem, which we're having an issue with that. If you start to list, to look for something specific, you do not get the results that you're looking for. Like it just won't come up. It's not happening. So this is what people have said as of late. Uh, from the fish nerds, he's just trying right now. He's going to give it I a love shot. The so fish he has nerds. Hi, Clay. Hi. So he they have not started, but William Smith from the uh, actually you're going to like this from uh, he's he's got uh, Trek geeks. Uh, he's got a fantastic uh, Star Trek uh, podcast. So he says I'm already done with it. First, it sucks on the iPad. It's ugly. Second, if I search for Star Trek, I get about twelve results, all with Star Trek in the first two words of the show title. I can't see more results. To find Trek geeks, I have to search for that exact string. Oh, yeah, this will solve that discoverability issue. Sure, is what he said. <laughs> and then somebody else, Pete Mason, he wrote, uh, just search for geocaching and got one English language result. Search for ours by name and nothing showed up. So um, in terms of, I mean, those are just two people. And so I think that I mean, we do report on these things, but I think it's up to us also to go check it out because is it really going to make an impact? And this is what people are are investing their money in. And I just think that I don't know. I'm a why, why, yeah. Why? I think there's a disconnection between people investing and the reality of the space. Like, I just feel weird though because shouldn't somebody say like, "Hey, don't put your money on that." <laughs> yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> So anyway, I don't know. The idea seems good again, but I don't know. I mean, look, that's how I felt at the podcast up front. I was amazed at how much money was being poured into stuff that was an exact replica of other stuff. Yeah. That it's didn't like, work. Oh, you're, doing, you're doing sex crimes in audio tape? Gee, I wonder what that sounds like. That sounds like true crime, which sounds like criminal, which sounds like serial. Oh, what a smart investment. So here's... Interesting stuff here too. So there, this is an app, right? It's a free app that you download. But they're also going to be testing monetization models within that same app. So, quote: Monetization features will likely start appearing in the app early next year. Radio Public is currently working with the 1.5 million raised in its first round of funding. Supporters include the well, anyway. I don't want to tell you who that is. Um, And then, uh, and this is what Shapiro said. He said, we are on a rapid development cycle. We're watching in real time publishers experimenting with their own business models. And we think we can be nimble enough to connect those publishers with the new waves of listeners they're identifying. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are in a good position to be the enabler of connections to new audiences for new content. Obviously, this doesn't mean we'd never do so. It's not really our best place to be investing in original content for the foreseeable future. So obviously, they're trying to work with people that are already putting stuff out there. But again, the point is to grow audiences and to, I I don't know, I can't understand how somebody can monetize or help you like us if we were in the app. I don't understand how to make money off of that. Like as a subscription model, like why would I want to send somebody to radio public if I can just send them to my patron? If other people are also using it, there's a good chance it has a bigger audience than just your Patreon. Like that you'll be discoverable, I think. No? Okay. So is it worth it? 
What do you think? It depends on if Radio Public has an actual like. So it's sort of like the question of like, should I find a network and be on a network? I've been asked to be on this like internet radio network, and they say, well, we have a million people looking at our website, and you don't. So it's like, great. Well, I want those million people to listen to my show. I'll be on the network. Then you realize they don't have any traffic. You have more traffic, and now you're driving traffic to their freaking website, exactly, and not your freaking website. This is the whole point of this is their business model. I think. I get it. So for CBS, yeah, brilliant. For them, I don't know. Is it is it worth it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you guys think. So your homework is to download that app. There will be a link in the show notes. And you can check it out from there just to see if you can find something or if you can consume the content the way that you're used to because I think capitalizing on the on already existing habits is the easiest way to get into having something work rather than trying to create new habits for people because that sucks. We've all tried to do that and we often fail. (laughs) So um, having that happen is not a good thing. But now to just kind of prove how hard it is, though, I decided to do this little game. We're just going to do two questions here. Um, I posted in the She Podcast group that we can do a little search for something in iTunes to see what, what comes up in terms of podcasts. So I've opened iTunes in my computer right now, and we are going to search for kitchen remodeling. So a question from Michelle. She says, I'm getting ready to do some remodeling to my kitchen, so what should I know about my kitchen remodel? So okay. I figure that's a really good keyword. Do it up. Should to I do, do it too? If you want to. Okay. I will give you my... So no, I, I'm going to look in mine because, you know, sometimes we don't get the same stuff. That's true. So Kitchen uh, remodeling pie, from kitchen. Ginger. Let's see. No, no, not Ginger is the next one. This is oh, Michelle. Sorry. Okay. Kitchen remodeling. We'll see what happens. And what well, This is of, an iTunes, right? This not is an iTunes. One? An iTunes podcast. Right. Yeah. In the podcast section. So this is what I got, guys. Episode 39 from the Home Repair Tutor says kitchen remodeling tips and when to use electricians. The second result that I got is from Pro Construction Guide Podcast for Pros. And it says Construction Podcast, Episode 52, Kitchen Remodeling Do's and Don'ts. Those seem pretty cool responses there, guys. Yeah. And then, oh, and then there's this one from, oh, the provider. It's Angie's List. Who knew? The podcast is Chat with the Experts Home and Lifestyle Show. And that is Kitchen and Bathroom Remodeling Trends. That seems like a really good one to listen to. So let's see if we can narrow it down here because she asked specific. She said, I'm getting to do some remodeling to my kitchen. So what should I know about kitchen remodels? So we got a couple of real good ones. Mm-hmm. Kitchen remodeling yeah. do's and don'ts. Helpful. And then there's like actually two parts for, and this this one is called the Real Estate Radio Live, Real Estate Radio Live. He had two parts. Kitchen, what is it? With Cindy Carey from Starburst Construction. Carrie explains the process of remodeling your kitchen. That's pretty cool. All right. So that was good. Yeah. So if you... I mean, I got all the same ones that you got. Yeah. So then like... But you can basically... If you want to do some research around kitchen remodeling, you can just put that in iTunes and you get all of these different podcast episodes to kind of listen to. And some of these ones are really short. Like one of them is 11 minutes. The Home Repair Tutor. The Kitchen Remodeling Do's and Dose is 26 Mm -hmm. minutes and 31 seconds. Mm Mm-hmm. So it seems, oh, and they even have, um, they have two videos. <gasps> it's, this one is um, A Day in Real Estate with Kevin McCarthy. And the episode, not, the episode is called My Tips for Remodeling Your Kitchen. And that one is a video podcast. So you can watch that. All right. So we'll do another one. This is from Ginger. 
she says that she wants to climb on or hopping on Michelle Michelle's question. She says, what about decorating a small apartment from scratch? So what do you think? How What should we search for? I am searching for decorate apartment from scratch. Okay. Small. Or just, let's start with decorate apartment. I'm going to put small apartment deck. Cool. And I got iPhone apps. Let's try this again. Oh, because I'm in music maybe? All right. Podcasts. Well, yes, but I don't know why it came up with that. Oh, my gosh. That's right. You're right. I got a bunch of small apartment decorations. No. All right. So let's try decorate. uh, Let's try apartment decorate tips. Okay. Nothing. Okay. Let's try decorate tips. Now we're getting somewhere. Domestic CEO, tips to sell your house, decorate your castle, uh, the money pit home improvement radio. I missed. I'm. I'm still. That's so weird. I'm still not. Getting Just put decorate anything. tips. Nothing else. No apartment. Right. I think it's the apartment. Oh, okay. That's weird. Oh yeah, you're right. It is the apartment. Hmm. Well, there's tips. Yeah, decorate your castle ideas and tips. DIY home decor. This wasn't as clear as the other one. How to to add art to your decor? There's also a yeah. There's also a whole. There's also a video podcast from Life Minute Podcast Kids and Family Summer's Hottest Home DIY Decor and Paint Tips. It's a four minute uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. I mean, I you just have to. I think with iTunes, you have to. You just have to get the right keywords, I guess. You know, but you can get some stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's see, I'm gonna do one last one because I want to see traveling in in Barcelona because I love Barcelona and see if I come up with anything or if it's I got a book ooh with a booty (laughs) there's one book that showed up it says a weekend in Barcelona and it's a lady's tush that was not good Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) the broadcast podcast well that wasn't very good so there's some things that work and some things that don't I put traveling in Barcelona and it gave me the broadcast and the only reason it showed that is because episode 23 says traveling and the provider is vicky barcelona that's okay. not good well no. that's not good that didn't give me the right <laughs> thing at all so so maybe these weren't good do we have any other questions or those that is it two those are the only Ew. ones we have and that is okay because we did a test well, can but we now- make stuff up we can. I, t- I totally just did. Traveling in Barcelona is what I wanted to find out about if I could get oh. some information about it and it didn't work. Let's do um, transitioning from co-sleeping. Okay. And I'm typing that exact thing in. Maybe it would be like sleep training instead of like... All right. Yeah. But that sounds like a... I don't like training. It sounds like a dog. I know. That's what people call But I'll, you're right. I'll type it in. Sleep training. Oh. Yeah, there's a lot besides Sleep With Me podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there's books, The Mom Vent, Raising Our Kids, um, Something in German, One Bad Mother, Mind Pump, Precious Little Sleep Parenting. Okay, so, you, I mean, yeah, I found what I wanted for the most part. I haven't listened to them all, but there's information on it for sure. Good. See, that's yeah. something that we can kind of figure out for... Um people so maybe optimizing the ability for people to use what's already out there to find your podcast so that'll give you a little bit more to think about um regarding the way that you name your titles 
and your name, your podcasts, the episodes, because something that iTunes does very well is to look for your episode titles. So if there's an episode title that is very specific that you want to really have it rank high in iTunes for, and then you're delivering information, this would be great. Or if like you have a review about um, trolls, you know, the Disney movie or something, instead of naming it something funny and something, you know, that is a very inside trolls joke, you can just call it trolls review for parents or something like that, you know, where it's very straight, straightforward and it's not going to make you go, what? Right. Because exactly. I just put, I put co-sleeping in here and then I go, one of the results is, dear sugar, I'm sleeping with your, with younger men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I think we're coming to an end here. Uh, Wait a minute. You're not yes. going to do your weird wild show? Yes. I have one weird wild show here to um, talk do about, it. which I, it's kind of crazy. I just bumped into this. This is from New York Magazine. And the title called my attention. It says, New York Magazine Sex Lives Podcast. When did you first see your vulva? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> um, can you answer that question? <laughs> no, like can, can you? I, I think so. I was younger than this woman, though. Being I was aware younger. of it is not the same as seeing. Well, I was little. Oh. Hello. <laughs> you say vulva, and Elsie just loses it. <laughs> totally. Well, you know, I was very intrigued by what it looked like. So I think I must have been in my young, I must have been like eight or seven. That's old. Or nine or I don't know. That feels to old look to at me. Because I remember, I don't know. I know that I was little. I know that I was little because I was really intrigued by what it looked like. So I, you know, you use a mirror, you grab a mirror and you look. I didn't have a hand mirror, but I feel like somewhere in the house was a full length mirror and I used to have baths with my sister, so even if I didn't see my own, I certainly saw hers. Right. And vice versa. I think that that's like, that's the, I did not have sisters, so that's why. See, none of that surprised yeah. me. So seeing my own, I mean, that's the thing, it's like awareness, vulva awareness <laughs> is not the same as seeing my own vulva. Like, I, I probably oh, yeah. saw it once, lost interest, and didn't regain interest until somebody in my teen or adult years asked me this question. And then I was like, well, maybe it's been a while. I guess I'll take a gander. Right. But nothing is surprising because I knew what it looked like already. It's kind of right. like, what? All right. So it's just bigger than when I was four. Big deal. But, so, so, but here's <laughs> you know, the, like, this is the weird shit. part, though. This is so bizarre. The first sentence in this article says, Mona... Sh- Kalabi or Shalabi. I hope I, I'm sorry, Mona. I'll just call you Mona. Wow. I don't want to miss yeah. Mona. Yeah. First saw her vulva Mona. while peering into a hand mirror at a labiaplasty surgeon's office. That would probably not That's be sad. the first time that I would want to see my vulva. No, because why would you know want to if go you there? need labiaplasty? Right. Exactly. So that don't anyway. make no sense. So anyway, this this podcast episode, the sex li- sex lives uh, of sex lives. They kind of walk you through it. And I guess the, you know, the podcast is in as this is happening. So anyway, I just thought, I just thought this was an interesting podcast. So the the title, it says, take yeah. a look at my badge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you reckon? Yeah. But what this is reckon? so fun. At the end of this article that you guys can look in the link in the show notes, of course. At the end, the last sentence says... Call 646-494-2590 to leave a voicemail about vaginas, vulva, sex ed, seesaws, or whatever else is on your mind. 
That, my friends, that, my friends, is the way you engage the community. See this? This is a post on New York Magazine. No, read the sentence before that. It says, plus the harrowing tale. Oh, yeah. Plus the harrowing. Yeah, that's hard. Plus the harrowing tale of how Mona lost her virginity in a childhood accident with a seesaw. Boom, oh my god, that hurts. Oh, it hurts my it. nose thinking about it. Ouch. Yeah, so anyway, that, yeah, that's not um, That reminds me, though, the labioplasty thing. I don't know if you've seen the movie Melissa McCarthy's The Boss. No. Kristen Bell walks in on her spray tanning, like her her everything from the waist down, her legs, her nether regions, whatever. Hmm. And um, she was saying, you know, Kristen Bell was like, you look kind of like a, you know, like an Eastern immigrant down there and she she's like you may want to lay off the self tanner on the nether regions and she goes oh, Melissa McCarthy's character is like a Martha Stewart she's like a millionaire mogul type she's mm-hmm. so funny she goes oh yes I've had a, vag- a vaginal rejuvenation down there it's as tight as a coin purse I can oh my barely God. urinate it was so <laughs> funny so proud of it she's like oh, I can barely urinate like oh she's so God. excited that, she's like it's a coin me- purse that. It's a coin purse. <laughs> Holy crap. All it's right, dude. So what's yours? Okay. Now know about vulvas. Creepy Kingdom. Okay. Creepykingdom.com. It is take on the Disney podcast, but only the creepy creepy. <gasps> oh. How fun, right? Yeah. So it's all the fun. spooky Halloween-y, like... Um, haunted mansion-y highlighting type stuff of Disney. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. I thought Love it was it. cool too. So that's really, Love I mean, that. not much more to say than that. It's basically yeah. creepykingdom.com and it's a Disney one, but all about, you know, the creepy Disney. So I thought it was fun. Yay. Um, okay. Down to the Patreon. If you've listened this far. Yes. And then actually we just want to give a big shout out to Sarah Williams from Tough Girl Podcast. Yeah. Because, my God, she put an amazing post on our page, about our patron on the She Podcast group, and we got a bunch of patrons because of that. Thank you, Sarah Williams. It's amazing to have Thank that. Thank you so, so much. Yeah. And Sarah's podcast, uh, the Tough Girl Podcast, is, uh, is all about inspiring and motivating you. Uh, she interviews inspirational women from around the world who faced and overcome difficult challenges and situations. They will share their story, their knowledge, and provide advice and essential tips for you to overcome your own personal challenges. So I think that our Patreon <laughs> qualified. <laughs> we doubled <for> our <laughs> Patreon in one day simply because Sarah said, and we didn't even pay her. We I don't didn't know pay her. what made her do this. But that's very why sweet. she did it. But out of nowhere, because she, because in she's... our Facebook group, she was like, "Can't you just give them a dollar <laughs> for the love of all that it's holy?" She's like my Jewish grandma. She's like, "Give the women a dollar." <laughs> if everyone in here gave them a dollar, they'd have forty five hundred dollars. And I was like, "Man, that would make a big difference in my life." To be yes, honest, it with would. You. It would be amazing if all of you listening gave us a dollar a month. It would make a huge difference in both of our lives elsie you might be able to get a a car with a car payment dude i have a car you have two have cars two, we have two cars and they're but all paid for are either of them from this century yes of course our jeep is has less it has like five hundred thousand. not five hundred thousand. year it's is got it seventy five thousand miles on it it's very okay i didn't mean this century i meant this decade are any from this decade mm, yeah i think so our jeep is a good jeep it's a very good after car. 2010 i think so all right. All right. Yeah. I'll give you that one. But still, I could afford my car payment. 
That and, would be cool. No, but that would be really cool. No, but really, I've been, um, I'm going to be building the Patreon. I mean, Jess and I are going to be really focusing on this stuff. And you guys are going to be getting some really great perks uh, being patrons that are above and beyond all the outtakes that we will be posting. And because I do have a ton of ideas. And it's just, I just feel really passionate about uh, the community. And one of the things that I really want to do is be present, like more in the Facebook group, like for, for real, like I'd love that too. Like terrible. I'd be there. Like that's, I'm getting like you, the more patrons we have, be the paying more presence Elsie to I have. be there for yeah. you every day. And then I will be answering more questions, a lot more, you know, handholding, a lot more answering of questions, a lot more engagement and making sure that wait, you're taken care of. Wait, what would what? they be paying me to do? I guess build a better website and have it keep up. Well, it'll be lots of different things. Like we can definitely be talking about some of that stuff. Maybe plan some live events. I could do that. Mm -hmm. Maybe they could pay me to, I don't know, be funnier. (gasps) Make t-shirts. Make t-shirts. All kinds of fun things. We could just offer a lot more stuff if we had that kind of money. So if you could, I mean, hell, give us $2. But one would be awesome. Some of them did give us two. They pledged twice. It's amazing. Really, really really great. Very sweet, guys. Thank you so much. So we're going to start posting stuff for you. Right now, we each get $11 a month. It means a lot. Yes. It's not a lot, though. And so with that $11, I can pay Lipson. Nope. Not even pay Libsyn. Well, we can way. both we can both pay Libsyn. We, we you and I Libsyn. together. Yes, yes, correct. we pay for Libsyn. So we have uh, we we have our hosted hosting taken care of. So that's good. Yay. Um, anyway, but thank you for listening this far. This is a long episode. We thought we'd keep you um, occupied after yeah. Thanksgiving. Maybe this is the way that you have unwound. Um, from Get away from your holiday. family. Yes. Listen to us. Yes. Thank you for listening to us. If you have um, any feedback, feedback, please call yeah. us at go. I mean, email us at. Feedback at ShePodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Anything else, Jess? Yeah. Twitter at ShePodcast. Facebook at ShePodcast. Patreon at ShePodcast. All you do is type in thosewebsites.com forward slash ShePodcast. You'll find us pretty much anywhere. Um, our website is ShePodcast.com. And we have our show notes, all the links from there. And then if you want, yeah, if you want to email us, please do. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. Yes. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Bye. <laughs>